With the pandemic that came upon us, the rise of video conferencing tools like Microsoft Teams and Zoom has led to more aspects of the sales conversation to occur virtually. And what began as a crisis reaction has evolved into the new normal. But how normal is the new normal? We're talking about how the strong shift from in-person to virtual selling has transformed B2B sales experience. Virtual sales enablement, new organizations, KPIs, everything is evolving. In the Virtual Selling Podcast, we address these issues in depth twice a week with the experts and leaders of these transformations, heads of sales, sales ops, and sales enablement of the most innovative companies in the field. This podcast is sponsored by SalesDeck.io, the new SaaS platform to make your customer meetings more engaging and better prepared. Find out how you can shorten sales cycles, convert more leads, and increase customer engagement. Virtual Selling is here to stay, and so is SalesDeck.io. Hi, I'm very happy today to be with Brent Keltner, who is the president of Win Analytics and author of the Revenue Acceleration Playbook. Hi, Brent. Hey, Gabrielle. Really pleased to be on with you. I think this is the first podcast I've done with somebody based in Paris. Or yeah, great. <laughs> I'm happy to be the first to, 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 to do that with you. Can you tell us a little bit about Win Analytics and about your book? Yeah, we... we... Uh, call ourselves a go-to-market and revenue acceleration consultancy. We do a lot of work with sales teams on sales positioning and sales process, but in the current environment, everything a sales team does has to be connected to a holistic buyer and customer journey. So for True. us, it all starts with how do you position value on your website and your prospecting, then your sales conversations and closing, and then your customer success and expansion. So we Great. think go-to-market strategy has to take priority over sales strategy. Okay, great. And and about the revenue acceleration playbook, it is related to your business, I believe. Yeah, it's 100% on that model. The only thing I would add, in addition to thinking about a holistic um, go-to-market strategy, for us, we think about shifting from traditional selling, which is product-driven selling. It's about us, our product, our accomplishments, to what we think of as more authentic conversations, which anchor on your buyer's success. So it's about your buyer. Why is your buyer on the call? How can you help them see you as part of a more successful future? And so every buyer interaction should be deepening the sense of how do I make you more successful? Yeah, it's, it's nice because in France, I have uh, written a book too, which is Acquisition Strategy Design. And the first part of the book and the, of the methodology is to understand the, the buyer journey and to formalize it and to have each step of the buyer journey and then to, to think of the solutions that you can have to make the buyer progress in his journey. Uh, and it could be inbound or outbound. It could be uh, digital, but also offline. And it's really easy when you see the way your customer is buying and you understand the way your customer is buying and the decisions they make, uh, to, to, it's more easier to, to make them progress and to be a, a good salesperson at the end of the funnel and at the end of the process because you know them and you know what they have done before. So we really, really share that and this holistic view of the process. And what do you do today uh, for to to help sales team to have to, to do virtual selling and to to make the process evolve uh what type of advice what type of math you you, you use for, for 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 being able to to provide what you you sell win analytics yeah there's a couple of things we always talk about be human right 
build a human connection and uh, you know, share what, like, like we did at the, the outset, Hey, I've traveled to Paris. Hey, I have teenage kids, right? I mean, notice what's, uh, what people say about, you know, I, I, I did a post on this and somebody had said, Hey, I'm going to be a soccer grandma for the weekend. Right. Or I'm going to my parents 50th wedding anniversary. So, you know, in a, in a virtual environment, we don't, we can't sit together in person. So it's that much more important just to, find ways to build human connection uh, is one thing. But the second thing we always say is you got to get much better at being very intentional and qualifying. Mr. or Mrs. Buyer, why are you on the phone? What are you hoping to get out of it? How can I make the best use of your time at the beginning? And then at the end, um, and you know, this is what I heard about how we could work together. This is what I'm going to do, but what are you able to do? What are the things you, these are some things I could suggest. What can you commit to doing next? So being more human, but also being more kind of process oriented and really confirming are people engaged or not. So the transition for you are very important. Transitions, that's a great way to say it. Transitions are very important that we intentionally transition into the call. What is our, what's our goal for the call? How are we going to spend our time? today. So we spend our time and then we talk about the last 10 minutes, which is let's say, let's agree we're coming to time. This is what I've been hearing. Are you hearing a similar thing? And what do we want to agree on doing next? Transitions are really important in virtual selling and that we take ownership of structuring those. Yeah. And uh, how do you structure them with your customer? How do you the, do, do, do you design playbooks? Do you make trainings? Or what What is the way to, to really have a good structure of this transition? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And we talk a lot about three-part meetings. Think about your meetings in three parts. Okay. That the beginning is really, I mean, yeah, we're going to do some introductions, get to know each other. We always talk about the whole purpose of that first part is doing a little bit of uh, value discovery. Like why are they there, and how how can we make how, how can we make them? So if you you lead a marketing agency, you know are they there because they're not getting enough leads, or the lead quality is not good with their ideal buyer, or they want to explore a new segment, or they want to invest in a new? Why are they there, and what are the gaps around what they're trying to accomplish? So let's spend some time on that. Often people will say, well, you invited the meeting. Okay, we'll do a 30-second, 60-second commercial, <laughs> build a little menu of things you could talk about, and then ask them, how should we spend our time? So very first part is what will be most valuable to them? How do they want to spend their time? Middle part is then mapping or linking to that, right? We've all been on demos 20, 30, 40 minutes. You know, a lot of teams just talk and talk and talk and talk, and they have no idea why they're sharing those parts of their product or those parts of the company's story. So middle part, map to what they care about and stop every five minutes and confirm if they still care. And do they, you know, are they seeing value? So that's the middle part. And then the last part is, okay, we're coming to the end where we linked up on value and, and what, what can we do next? So we talk about value discovery. Why are they there? Value mapping, map to that value with your product and your success stories, value confirmation, where do we see the value? What will we do about it next? And what do you do next? Uh, that's true, because it seems that you have done everything in the first meeting. 
Well, usually, though, we know, I mean, a first meeting is often with a single person or maybe a couple of people. In a successful first meeting, we identify a champion who says, yeah, you know what? We have, haven't been doing so well on our SEO channel, in your case, and we, we know there's a lot more opportunity in the mid-market. We've been enterprise. So we want to do more work on there. It sounds like you could help us. Uh, and then you're going to say, okay, well, who else would we have to bring into the conversation? So first meetings are usually you need to get to what we call a success statement with a champion. Second meeting is then who else has to care about that? And honestly, it's our job to come to that meeting with this is what we heard in a first meeting. How do other people react? Are you aligned? Do you have different priorities? So the second meeting, you do the same thing over again. But it's yeah. now, can I get a buying group aligned around what they care about so I can present the right capabilities and stories so I can confirm how we move forward? And then for us, the moving forward is if I get alignment there, you've got a third set of meetings where, okay, what's the economic case? You know, okay. right? So, so the, the economic case come at the third meeting in, in, in this view. Starts. It should start in the second meeting. What's our business case for working together? If what would it be worth for you to, you know, increase your SEO performance by 5%? You know, what, what, what would be a good outcome if we started in the middle market? If you got five new customers this year, 10 new customers this year, what would be a good outcome? Okay, let's think about what that could be worth, or it might not be a financial. It's if we could bring our platform, how much time could it save your team? Could it get your team better collaborating on these campaigns? Is there an emotional win? Is there a team win? Am I removing a pain? So let's capture why are you going to make an investment with us? Because before you write a proposal, you got to lead with what that outcome is that they're investing in. Otherwise, it's just a new pricing item. So second meeting is building alignment in your buying group and getting them to agree what the success statement is at the end of that ideally we're starting to say okay and what you know what are you investing in and then before a proposal it's okay what's the investment thesis you're getting this much search engine optimization you're taking this much pain away from your team you're getting this much better collaboration you're becoming a hero to your c-suite because you know this is one of their top priorities i was on a call with a client earlier today where the C-suite has said, we need more discovery calls. Okay. First discovery calls. We're going to, every two weeks, we're going to report out on that. So you can bet every time we go back, we're going to say, okay, how are we doing on discovery calls for each team member as a team? What else can we do to move the needle on that? Okay. And the third meeting then is really to co-design the, the economic metrics with the buyer group? That's right. Co-design in probably a pre-proposal or a proposal meeting. Okay. So, and, so, and you prepare the proposal before or you, you, you co-create the, the proposal during this meeting? Yeah, we, we usually like to co-create the proposal with our champion. Yeah, before the meeting, get them to kind of review it and say yes. Or they might want to do follow-up questions to say yes, that we're ready to go to the buying group. And, and this one should be the closing meeting. And that one should be the closing meeting. And I would think of them as phases because you could have one or two meetings in each. 
I might have yep. to have a follow-up with my champion to get aligned, but yes, it's about aligning with my champion. It's about aligning with the buying group and getting to the kind of starting the business case. It's about then scoping together the investment thesis and getting to a close. One of the things I think many teams don't do well and in a virtual environment, it's too easy to just say, oh, I'm gonna show up to this meeting and figure it out. Yeah. Use your time with the champion before the buying group meeting. What are their priorities gonna be? So I already go in smart about things I can talk about, stories I can share. Use your time before the proposal meeting to build that business case so you don't just show up and wing it. You, If you have a champion, that person should work with you the whole time to prep that next meeting so you're advancing rather than figuring it out. So in, in this process, what is the difference uh, between in-person meetings you, you, you were doing before and the virtual meetings that you are doing now? Uh, is there some, some piece of, of the meeting or some piece of the preparation that should be done differently? Well, I think that we talked about two things that I think you have to be much more conscious of in a virtual meeting is the rapport building, mm. right? It's just building some human connection because in an in-person meeting, you walk around, you know, you shake people's hands, you stand by the coffee, have some drinks, you comment on the office. If it's in their office, you see pictures of their kids or pictures of their grandkids or pictures of their parents. There's a more natural process and human, you know, kind of karma is just to say, but Zoom meetings, I'm on a blur background, you're on a white background, so I gotta work harder. Yeah, because I, in the evening, I'm not in my main office. I'm in a room where I don't disturb the family. So during well, the day, I have a very nice background behind. And you, you don't distract evening, people, honestly, so you're smart. But you got to do a lot more rapport building at the end, at the beginning. And then at the end, this really, I mean, like if you're sitting in somebody's room, they're not just going to run out the door. They're going to give you a hand. Hey, I have to go to a next meeting and you can stop them and say, but you know, you have, we all have no, that but, Zoom meeting. Okay, I got to go to my next meeting. See but, ya. And the economic buyer just left and you have no idea what they're thinking. So you have to be much more intentional about during the meeting, getting everybody's input, mm -hmm. calling them on them on person. Is there anything else you would add? Do you have any reactions? Gabrielle, you've been quiet today. Jeff, you've been quiet. Kim, you've been quiet. Is there anything you would add to the group? And then, hey, we got 10 minutes left. We're coming to time. So you have to, at the beginning, much more rapport building, and then you have to be much more intentional about qualifying. Yeah, well, you, what you mean by being more intentional about qualifying? Why it's so different between in-person and virtual? Well, I, I think it's the, the so in-person, right? People can't just leave at the end of the meeting. Yeah. You know, okay. generally they, they're going to say, hey, I, I have to go to a next meeting. You know, also when you're sitting around a table with people, there's just kind of a natural human dynamic where if somebody hasn't said anything, it's kind of feels kind of strange, right? You got a group of six. Uh, so, so this is what you mean by qualifying. It's really uh, being sure that everybody has expressed himself and that uh, as having said what he, he means. Okay, sorry for my incomprehension. So That's they've sh either shown interest or they've honestly shared concerns. Okay, okay. So, so you really want to, to be sure that everybody expresses himself. Yeah, everybody uh, expresses themselves. Are, are they seeing this as valuable or do they have some concerns that you can talk through right then? 
as opposed to later on, they email the person organized and said that's garbage for this, that, and the other reason. And you have seen some difference in terms of deal velocity, account value of being in person of, or being uh, uh, virtual? I, I think the biggest difference, I'm not sure on deal velocity, um, if it helps one way or another, but I think in a virtual environment, a land and expand mindset becomes a lot more important, right? So um, I'm just, again, go to your example of, you know, rather than trying to sell your, the whole suite of services, um, you say, hey, we'll start on SEO because the SEO manager seems really excited. I heard maybe there's a use case for going into the middle market. I hear they need a website refresh, but where I can get going today is the uh, SEO manager. I'll land there and then I'll look to expand. Uh, usually to sell bigger bundled deals, you have to spend time with each person and you can do that going around an office. You can do that going around a room. It's a lot harder to do that virtually. So, so you mean that you need to focus uh, on the first demand of your customer on the first need and don't try to do more than that for the first deal? That's right. I mean, I, I think focus on the immediate need areas where they, they clearly are saying, yes, this would be helpful. Yes, we have budget. Yes, we're interested. Take those and keep going. Okay. That's a great advice. Um, do, do you have other difference between in-person and virtual uh, meeting or, and way of selling that you, you want to emphasize because we are transitioning to the end at the moment also. Yeah, I, th I think the other big thing is um, if you think about just look, everybody who is in a sales role, whether you're a BDR or you're a sales professional, you got to always own the top of your funnel. Yeah, We all have to be prospecting all the time. And when you were in an office and you could kind of call and call or whatever, and then walk down the hall and have a water cooler conversation, kind of take a break or compare notes. I mean, that was a lot easier than now we're at our desks, often on our own <laughs> during the day. And so, you know, just organize some uh, check-in blocks, 15 minutes sprint, beginning and the end of the day. How did it go? I mean, intentionally build some community and collaboration around prospecting because it's hard. True. And don't feel isolated. So really this idea of still being a team and having time to, to, to sit together to, 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 and to be motivated together. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. That's very important. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, Brent. It was really, really interesting. This episode of the Virtual Selling Podcast is over. Thanks for sticking around. Join us twice a week for a new episode with new stories and challenge of giants in the field. If you enjoyed today's episode, we are always listening for your feedback. Share the show and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any episodes. This episode was brought to you by SalesDeck.io, the virtual selling platform that increases your sales team efficiency and sales readiness, enable remote management and vamps sales operational excellence. Book your SalesDeck.io sales demo today to discover how you can close more deals with engaging and better prepped customer meetings. Thanks a lot, Brent.